sake. Hi there, everybody, and welcome once again to the FFS podcast. This is episode number nine of the FFS Euro series. It's something that we started for this particular tournament, and we are in the quarterfinal stage and this is probably the biggest match in the quarterfinals just because of the two giant teams that are there we thought at one point that there would be so many more bigger teams like france or portugal or germany or anyone in that group of death but they all died unfortunately fortunately for those of you who are supporting or not supporting those clubs uh, or those teams sorry and so here we are we are reacting and reviewing the game between belgium and italy Okay, it's it's a mammoth of a game, and I think for most viewers, I think the winner of this match are touted to be the favorite for this tournament overall. And yeah, we're just coming off of the back of a very very nerve wracking game between Switzerland and Spain. Kudos to Switzerland for coming so far, but unfortunately, they didn't make it through. You know, Spain are through now to the semi-finals where they could meet either Belgium or Italy. Now, before we get to introductions with our guests, I'll just quickly talk to you about the format, just for people who haven't been, who haven't heard of our previous episodes, and which I do recommend. So, and who are joining us here for the first time. So, we're going to start with a pre-match build-up, followed by the first half reactions, then the first half or the halftime review, second half reactions, and then ended off with a post-match review. So you are now listening to the audio podcast, and for the audio podcast, you're only going to be hearing the pre-match build-up, the halftime review, and the post-match review. To see our reactions to both halves, you know, head over to the YouTube video. Uh, the links are obviously in our bios on Instagram or on Twitter, so you can access them there. So let's start with introductions. Uh, we've got two guests on this podcast slash uh, video today, and. You know, both of them have been on the podcast before, but this is their first time doing the watch along with us, and I can't wait to you know see how this game goes. So let's start off with Akshanj. Akshanj, welcome back to the podcast, and why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Pradyum. Hello, everyone. Myself, Akshanj, and I am actually the sub. I'm the from Yellow Wall, India, uh, the Borussia Dortmund fan club from India, and. Actually, I'm a Germany supporter, but everyone was saying, but I in this Euro, I'm supporting Belgium because of their caliber, their current team, all are good. They are underrated. We are and they're filled with Dortmund players. <laughs> yeah, they are filled with Dortmund players. That's the matter, not the matter. They are filled with many players, which but yeah, okay. But no, Belgium is a strong team. <laughs> it, ah, helps it helps. helps. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. Awesome. And Jaren, welcome back to the podcast. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? So. Uh, I support the uh, the Italy team. My first foray actually into football was actually through the national side. Then afterwards, I actually moved into like forayed into club football. Being a supporter of Italy, I don't know how I veered off and totally into English football, into English club football. That also I uh, follow Chelsea football club. Yeah, so it's it's a different combination altogether. But but like you know, Italian football and English football. Because English football is more of an uh, an attack-minded and more of a very fast-paced football. But when you compare that with the Italian style of football, it's relatively a little bit slow. But I can say that you know we can find some sort of similarities between Chelsea football club and the way how yeah. the the Italy football club, I mean the, uh, the Italian team actually plays. It's somewhat similar, you can say. So you can say where the liking actually goes. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this game, okay? Because this is a massive, massive game. Belgium, obviously, coming off that win against Portugal, knocking the defending champions off. Huge, massive boost, despite, obviously, a couple of players getting injured. Uh, I'm not sure if they are in the squad. Yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne is there, but no Hazard, unfortunately. But at least that's of some good news that you both aren't out. And for Italy, of course, they've been steamrolling every opposition. Corbin's there in the squad, right now? Yeah, yeah, he's there. Yeah, But Italy have been steamrolling predominantly every opposition coming their way. Obviously, they had a tough game against Austria. But even then, I think the quality was always there for them, for us to see. And, you know, they made it without any fuss now to the quarterfinals where they meet Belgium. And I just want to know, you guys, yeah, how how excited are you for this game? How nervous are you? I think on paper, anybody would say that it would be probably be Belgium's game to win. Because the, the kind of quality which the, the Belgian team actually has is enormous. And rightly speaking, like, Probably even Chansh also will agree that, you know, with the attacking talent, which is there, the Belgian, Belgian side, it's phenomenal. I mean, if they lose, it's, it will be a big, big letdown, actually. But yes, like as always, like how Italy played during the 2006 World Cup. I mean, I, rather than 2006 World Cup, I would say more than the 2012 Euros. Yeah. 2012 Euros, the Italian team actually played as an underdog. I think this, in this, particular season also they are actually playing very much as an underdog. Uh, what you said was correct. Against Austria, that's the first time actually Italy faced a genuine attacking threat. Like uh, when they played against Wales or Switzerland, they didn't feel much of a crunch. The first match against Turkey itself was very nail-biting because the first half was completely packed with just playing long ball in the, in the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. half. But now they will actually face a real big challenge against them. Keeping yeah. fingers crossed. I think both the teams are well, uh, fully packed with the awesome players and uh, world-class players, I must say. And I must say, underrated players are perfect words. Many players are very underrated in both teams. See, both the team coaches are pragmatists. In Belgium, we say Martinez, Belgium is our attacking side. They will play purest football, purest football. And suddenly, against Portugal, they were defending. Yeah, yeah, with Toby Alderweireld and Vertonghen, what I can say. And they are playing physical football. And Eden Hazard was dribbling. I, I was shocked that Belgium is doing like that. And they survived by mistake. I would say Portugal missed. But yeah, uh, against Italy, it will not be easy because in Singiene, even from the bench, Chiesa came from the wing. So they can score. But yeah, from the Portugal match, they, uh, Martinez has showed that his team will can defend. Besides any difficulties, besides any negative reporting that uh, Belgium was known for that they have, don't have defense. Toby Alderweireld and Watongen are slow, but they are shown that they can tackle and physicality. Yeah, Italy teams are also Italy teams and Belgium team. I can say from younger sides to the uh, experience, all are there. So it will be a full pack match, more entertaining than Portugal versus Belgium. Italy versus Belgium will be there because against Austria, that Italy was also less weak. They were choking uh, off a little bit, then they, but they came over it. Against Belgium versus Portugal, Belgium didn't play well. Portugal was unable yep. to finish it, yep. the game. So, Belgium was also not so good. So, this game will be, which team wins? It will be upliftment of uh, motivation and inspiration for both the teams. Yeah, definitely. I think what Italy especially make up with 
what you could say maybe with a lack of offense as compared with belgium they make up with you know their defensive ability because i think you ha- you haven't let in too many goals of late and i mean you've been on a winning streak i don't know how many ever match 16 odd matches 11 10 match i, I don't know more than 10 only once in this yeah, in this yeah exactly so i think only probably england are the only side who have not let in one goal this entire right. tournament but italy have been superb solid as a rock and some of their best players have been from that defensive position like spinazzola especially has been italy's most creative and most like threatening player of over these few matches but it's going to be interesting nonetheless i just want to ask you any sort of surprises from the lineup that's been put out oh in the case of italy i mean it is it's fine for now we can still continue with the lineup the current lineup but let's say italy gets through also this game uh, this game also let's say if you, if a few of the key players get carded also in this game let's say if they get through to the semis I think Italy will somehow manage, but I'm not sure what will be the case. Let's say if Belgium goes through, because Belgium already have a lot of players who are actually on on a yellow card yellow, compared yeah. to that of Italy. So that way, also you know the opponent team also has to be worried about that. Is is the, the yellow card still thing? Is the yellow card still counted? Is it not going to be wiped off at all? Like in, you see in the Champions League, is it still going to be? So if you miss, if you get one more yellow, you're going to miss the ch- semi-finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that. Uh, Okay, I thought they would wipe it off at least after this stage, but no, it's, okay. it's there. It's there, and but it, that that makes it even more tricky. I think for certain players, you know, you you have to go through an entire tournament. You have to then manage yourself whether you get a yellow card early and then miss an easier game, and then you kind of come into the fresh start. Akshay, I think le- let's get on it's to pre- yeah. It's almost I said prediction wise. Yeah, what are you going to? Uh, what are you predicting for this game, Akshay? I think it will be a till ninety one one one. It will go in extra time and Belgium uh-huh. wins three time one. I can't take another one. I can't take another one. Yeah. Three one. Uh, extra time. Okay, perfect. And Jaren, your predictions for the game? I think it will be either a two zero or a two one. Okay. Two Italy. Okay. I mean, that, it'll be great. So I mean, it's a slight spoiler alert. So our previous watch alongs, I think most of them, I think ninety percent of them, they've been quite a dull match. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope for the same. I'm. Only I think the Croatia game and uh, Croatia against Spain and the Is I think the one before that which no 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 I didn't do that but the other one which was the Germany no Portugal versus France that was those two were really interesting Portugal versus France because Germany and Hungary were going simultaneously and it was really exciting oh, Croatia okay. and Spain was a lot more goals but hopefully I mean I'm saying this again for the ninth time that hopefully this one. Uh, you know really ups the ante and we get a really good match out of it even if it there aren't many goals i hope we still get some really interesting football to watch so yeah, yeah. that's all we can expect and yeah i guess the next time you hear from all of us that'll be during the half time review so i guess that's it for this pre match build up segment i'll catch you all soon see you All right, so welcome now to the halftime review segment where we where we are going to be reviewing the first half between Italy and Belgium and oh my god, what a match we have right now. We thought it was all over when Italy made it 2-0, but the last minute penalty has now made it 2-1 to last minute penalty to Belgium has now made it 2-1 to Italy and the game is far from done. It's going to be interesting and I guess we're going to get thoughts from both Akshanth and Jaren on this first half and 
Uh, I, okay, let's start with Jaren because your team is obviously leading in the first half. So, Jaren, what did you make of that entire first half? This is very much a balanced game. Going pretty well. We just had to somehow give it. We could have just maintained the. Had to give it away. Otherwise, they were playing decently well. I mean, after being 2-0, you didn't really need to make that challenge because despite Belgium threatening the Italian penalty box, they haven't really been that clinical. I really, and this, that too, a minute away from halftime kind of changes, I suppose, the halftime talk by Mancini and Roberto Man- uh, Martinez. Uh, but Akshansh, what did you make of that first half? Yeah, uh, a very balanced game. I think Italy was wonderful in third third part of the game. Mentioned the final part. I must say, in the box, they are vulnerable. They are they are playing smart in the last moment, and the box and within the box, and uh, all was about the bangers. They played smartly. Insigne with the amazing call and Barella with the amazing, a quick smart move. But yeah, Belgium is vulnerable. Kevin De Bruyne's vision and all this, I can say. I think if Belgium means plays in the midfield with the midfield more involved in the attacking, then it will be a more game from the Belgium winning. Side. It is an open game, mm-hmm. balanced game. Let's see what uh, both are pragmatists and both can do many things with the team in the half. Definitely. And Akran, let's stay with you. So, what is now that, of course, you've got that last minute goal, which now makes the score 2 1. But And that obviously would change the halftime team talk by Martinez because now it's only chasing one goal rather than two goals. But what changes do you see going forward with this Belgium side? I think Martins will be on. And the place of Telemann so that they can play in more than 4-3-3, I think. And Carrasco can be, will be coming. Carrasco, Martins and Batushai, I think. I think so. Batushai should come. Batushai will probably come later, I suppose, too. If Lukaku is, you know, not being scored. Because that's probably your last sort of resort. I think it means, means it will be a more like attacking threat. Like, means two forward. One is dropping like a second striker, I think. Or I think Martins will come. Uh, yeah. And Carrasco, so that means 4 3 3 or full 3 4 3. It will, I think, wing backs will come inside. They will be more 3 4 3 with, or it can be 4 2 3 1. Something will be changed. I think more attacking will be played 4 3 3 or it's 4 2 3 1. Attacking football, I think. It will be a high press football from Martinez. Because we see that Martinez always, Belgium presses high up. So I think. Belgium will press up high in the second half so that they can score. And they will more play with midfield. Midfield, Tilleman, Switzerland, Hazard and De Bruyne will be playing more in the now. Okay. Okay. And uh, Jared, for Italy, for Mancini, do you think he's going to say, try and protect the lead that he has? Or given that, you know, Belgium are just one goal away from equalizing that he try and get another goal as quickly as possible? I think he will try to get one more goal and then take it. So probably after the score, the third goal, he might sum up Barati because they're already around a yellow, right? Okay. And any major changes do you predict I, in terms of formations or you know players coming in? Maybe once he achieves a three to one, probably he'll go back to defense. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's about it for this first half or halftime review. We'll catch you all on the post-match review, which is coming up right after this. But until then, you can go check out our reactions to the second half as well. 
and you probably know what the score is because you watch you're listening to this so you're watching this after the game's been done but yeah you can go check out our reactions or wait until the next segment which is the post match review so until then see you All right, so we're here now for the post-match review of the game between Italy and Belgium. It ends Belgium 1, Italy 2. It's the same scoreline that we had during the first half. And not I mean there were a couple of chances Belgium couldn't take it, especially Lukaku couldn't take those chances, couldn't make it count. And yeah, here we are with the same scoreline. So, Akshanj and Jaren, what did you think of the match, you know, especially that second half? Like just like it predicted. the game would end up with 2-1 like i said initially they actually went for the attack during maybe the initial 10 15 minutes they tried attacking but then they understood that they couldn't move forward because belgium was trying to press to get the opportunities so that is when they switched back to to their original defense and they were just mostly kicking the ball up front and they were defending in during maybe 60% of yeah. the match <laughs> and it's not surprising it was right expected. it was expected yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, akshanj uh, obviously commiserations to your belgium side uh, yeah. you know what what was it that was missing from this uh, goals <laughs> predominantly i think not goals i would say that saying that midfield didn't put a lift up to the expectation of belgians and because of that winning mentality or one epic of winner and our champions league win and our premier league winner sorry and not going and kevin de bruyne magic didn't work this thought pretty well the kevin de bruyne balls through balls and there and yeah lukaku missed something in the final third and all was about at least clever play that was missing from belgium side also it's really unfortunate that you know, uh, belgium couldn't connect in most of the chances we said but they had a lot of chances too. yeah 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 no definitely i think italy as well had especially during the first 10 minutes or so did have a couple of chances to put it to bed but i mean neither side were, could take their chances and i mean it meant more for belgium here than it did for italy because italy we all knew had the defensive capabilities of sitting back and defending that score but it could have gone either way you know belgium did come up, come to italy's penalty box quite a bit and it could have just been another penalty incident but luckily you know, there were no I such Belgium came thrice or four times. Hmm. Very close. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, otherwise some long-range efforts, yeah. but yeah, none of Belgium them. Belgium really... was very, very vulnerable in, in in second half. I must say that Belgium was arriving in the their box. They were pressing up, up them high, winning balls in the point. Going from that means they are not trying to build up from the, the back like most. I would say counter-pressing side. It was Belgium was mm-hmm. doing, which was effective also, but. they have to finish and in the box they were not connecting with each of them that was missing uh, definitely I, i guess that's the that's the sad thing about this belgium side which was we i think during the reaction video we praised a lot and said that you know they probably should have done better in the previous tournaments especially with a much like a much stronger much fitter younger side but you know this this probably i, I guess the world cup next year will probably be the last time we see this belgium side with all the all its uh, you know key players around especially the backline because what i'm going to yeah yeah just because i said that the world cup because the world cup just a year away i think had the euros been last year i don't think they would have even seen the world cup but let's see i'm at this still 
it's only a year away so we can still see them uh let's probably move on to our player of the match and akshansh we'll start with you who did you think was the player of the match barela with his moment mm. and quickness of the feet and and doing some clever things barela was i think the best one to me okay and jer not specific because i felt like the, the entire team was put in put in a lot of effort here actually when he stopped lukaku from that easy tap in you've had kilini who's quite solid against kilini and banucci so lukaku who went up against these two veterans found himself a match it's only when he found a few open spaces where he could actually take a shot but otherwise he found himself largely restricted by those two defenders then in midfield you definitely had barella like akshansh mentioned you had verratti who is quite you know we may know how verratti is up front you i mean i think immobile was probably the weakest player i think insigne was was on song you had kiesa who was very very attacking down that I mean, either the right or central so yeah i think i mean you take your pick from the italian side i think anyone could have i think the, the main problem of the belgium was that to learn from the italy was how to move up collectively everything yeah. to learn in the fluid for the all how to move collectively or from the mancini tactics all players were throwing thing means how to they are comfortable in the ball when the belgium was pressing high and how to stop kevin de bruyne vision to rightly shoot and another yeah. problem was belgium was quite open that is where yeah. he, he was coming possible yeah midfield was completely open the first two goals and they yeah. kind of identified that the second half they identified that that they were opening quite wide actually was going with axel witzel is going forward kdb then telemans should cover but telemans was doing like that and he was putting our rivalry with verati which is a stupid idea uh, and axel witzel was also open we can yeah. axel witzel can be excused that he is come he has come from that uh, big injury of achilles so he is not moving so fast so not sublime but telemans should cover i think and everyone knows that what again and toby is not that fit and yeah all insigne kiesa parella immobiles all were going forward all it's all yeah. were surrounding the that box so that why it was making it more difficult yeah. it, it was scary the amount of space italy actually had in their backline because you suddenly you found like atrans was mentioning at least italy they moved together as a team you saw the high line come move along as the team progressed whereas for belgium it felt like only the midfield and the attack moved forward whereas the defense sat back and that left so much of space in between the midfield and the defense and when italy attacked you just felt like i mean anyone could have a pick kiesa immobile insigne or barella just like your pick whoever has more space will pass it to you and they cause a lot of prob- troubles uh, that that's definite let let's talk jaren the semi finals against spain it's a i mean a rematch that's been happening in probably every euro we had in 24 2012 was the final 20 uh, 
was the i think italy knocked us out in the penalties if i'm not mistaken i think quarter finals or something and yeah i think it was conte who was the coach right 2016 oh uh, uh, yes, yeah. yes 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 yeah yeah correct because 2014 yeah. we got kicked out yeah. in the group stages so i mean obviously now back to this 2021 2020 whatever you want to call it this euro so kind of known opponents but obviously a lot of changes since the last time these two sides played especially in terms of the personnel for spain a lot of new players there italy also like you mentioned i think this italy is new because you last time had like palotelli and these kind of one rigid striker here here you've got so much more attacking talent and you know the midfield's changed as well so how what's the prospect there and you know how do you see this go about the current spanish squad which you see they are more of attack minded players so i don't think so it'll, this will be it will be a bit different this time so it'll be a very tight game where italy will be back to their old you know mix of both attack as well as defensive but yeah. spain will be a, it will be experimenting with more of an attack because they have very good attacking talent actually with them if we could only score <laughs> uh, we'll have, we'll have a similar issue with belgium and sensei like, I, i yeah i think with spain and i feel like italy probably I, i'm kind of wondering who will have more possession there because we see spain also do similar to what italy does which is they'll hold on to the ball and it just takes so long for them to pass it out they'll figure out what and where needs the ball needs to go before they do and i suppose that's where there might be a clash for me i think the battles in midfield but before we get to that you know there's going to be a major major miss in spinazzola who we saw yeah. unfortunately got injured yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so i mean like does that majorly change anything for you or just there'll be a director place replacement for i think there might be a director replacement for him but yes we'll miss him because he was a key player but i think they'll somehow manage it man yeah, uh, definitely and akshant unfortunately yeah. this now means yeah. that you know belgium are out of the euros but given that the world cup is in 18 months or so what is roberto martinez plan for that world cup you okay. know any major changes do you see any revamp required or stick with the same old i think belgium will be the squad will be the same but i think more the defense will be changed i think actually belgium doesn't have so much of means prospects like england or germany or like that of academy because yeah. their league is not so much strong no so yeah. they are not so look comfortable to find any players they are basically dependent on other leagues mm-hmm. there because all players are there basically if they will find them from club group how much they will find from that uh, depends on how the martinez tactics will change he will change the tactics and he going with that tactics he will play the thing because it might be the last time for watong and for toby so he will play i think yeah, it could be the last time for martinez as well martinez also yeah Yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's about it for this post match review. So thank you Akshansh and Jaren for being a part of this podcast. It was a pleasure thank having you. you on here and uh it was nice to hear your thoughts on the game. Uh, once again, congratulations to Akshansh and Belgium and congratulations to Jaren. We'll definitely meet each other in the semi-finals where Italy will take on Spain. It's going to be a massive massive game there. But yeah, I guess that's about it for this episode number 9 of the FFS Euro series. The next time we meet it'll be during the semi-final game i'll let you know which one we're covering 
it could either be the italy spain game or the england game depending on timings and all that but yeah i guess if you did like this particular review and reaction please do let us know you can do that either on instagram or on twitter you can also leave a like you can follow us on several different podcast platforms like anchor spotify google podcast and apple podcast wherever you listen to your podcast we're definitely there so go check out our previous episodes as well and also let us know if you want to be a part of the podcast you can do that again like i said on instagram or on twitter where i try to keep as active as possible so i guess that's about it for episode 9 and i'll catch you all during the semi finals i'm your host pradi once again you stay safe and see you